Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. On a Tuesday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, I am merely Bo. He is the great Z, and we are not at the CCMC. In fact, we are at the UH main atrium, main campus here. Uh, is that coming in a little hot? I saw a gentleman over there enjoying his meal who looks like he was alarmed <laughs> was by how shot. loud that was coming over yeah. the speaker. We don't want to alarm people. We are in a hospital, so theoretically they could get taken care of quickly. But at the same time, I mean, we don't want to shock anybody too no, much. No, we don't. Am I even on? I, feel like I don't know if you're on like or not. On. You feel a little I low. I feel like I'm on at all. Yeah. Uno's getting it worked out. What about now? There. there. Oh, no. There That's a good go. sweet spot for you right there. There That's it is. That's your sweet Uno. spot. Okay. All right. That's your Here sweet we spot. Go. By the way, I feel right now I'm happy to be at, at UH because I feel like I just got second-degree burns when you touched my back because you are so hot. Well, quite frankly, after week one, you were, came out on a flamethrower level, but this week both of us red hot on the scores. But you in, uh, in particular, it, was, it reminds me of the scene in the great movie Zoolander. When Hansel's winning every award and Jacoby Mugatu, the fashion maven, is in the crowd and he says, Hansel, so hot right now. Hansel. (laughs) That is exactly what he says. There's a great outtake, though, where he's like, that Hansel so hot right now, if I, I'd burn my finger if I touched him. I used to love the outtakes of that movie. Do you think think that any time Farrell's in anything, they just say, go, do this, give us this on script, and then – just do anything you want for I think a few minutes, and let's just see what happens. I, I think that's exactly. I think right. it's him, like Danny McBride. I think they give that same, like you know, that same leash to, you know, just they, just they go. They definitely nuts. do in all those uh, Judd Apatow movies too. They let yeah. those guys all kind of have free reign. By the yeah, way, I, I just want to do cook. a quick public service announcement. Please, yeah. I uh, was driving home. All right, I have my pen. And you should, everybody should write this down so that you are prepared for this to happen. So mm-hmm. back in, in the good old days of 2021, crypto's going wild. Everybody's oh, having sure. a good time, right? So fun. Yep. So I had a Coinbase account. Yep. There's really nothing in that Coinbase account of, of any note at this point. I got a, did, did fine with the crypto world, got out of that, all wonderful. Yep. I'm driving home from the game, feeling great, feeling just on top of the world. And I get an alert on my phone that from Coinbase that says, Somebody has authorized a $30,000 transaction on your account, okay. you know, like a fraud alert, yep. respond, yes, if you did this, and no, if you didn't. So I said, no, I, I did not do not that. Not me. Not me. Miss K, did you? So then I get a, so then I get a follow-up that is, and this all feels very good, uh, a follow-up saying, okay, you're a, rep- a security representative is going to reach out to you. Here's your the case number mm-hmm. for the claim. So I said, fine. So the security number, they call me up. This is Coinbase, blah, 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 blah. You need to lock your account. Okay. And said, okay, fine. What do I need to do with that? They're like, you got to just go into this link, do that, blah, blah, blah. So I get the link. I look at it. It is exactly like every email. In fact, the email address is exactly what I've gotten from Coinbase in the past. It looks exactly like everything from Coinbase in the past. Okay. So mm. I put in my password, lock, click to lock the account. I'm on the phone with this guy who's like telling, talk, the security guy. He's talking you through it. Yep. 
Sure he is. He's got the next thing I know, I'm looking at my Coinbase account. Boom, $30,000 of Bitcoin was just bought out of my bank account while I'm on the phone with this guy. And I'm like, hey, wait a second. He hangs up. So I'm like, okay. What? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So this is fraud. So I call Coinbase immediately, and I'm like, this is exactly what just happened. They said, you could call your bank and have your bank stop. Yeah, sure. They said, we sure. can't reverse the transaction. I was like, well, why not? First yeah, right. of all, but we'll fight about that another time. Um, and then we actually went through the process of locking my account for real with the real Coinbase people. And by the way, Coinbase will never call you. So if this, you have a Coinbase account open, they will never call you. But I think everybody should hear about this. They were, however, interested to like, send us the phone number they called you, send us the text message, sure. send us yeah. all the links, all of it. So apparently this is going around. So I go, I get off phone, immediately call my bank, the good folks at Chase, and I say, hey, I've been the victim of fraud. There is going to be a $30,000 transaction going to Coinbase to buy Bitcoin. Don't allow it. Yep. We got your back. Notes in your account. When that transaction comes up, it'll get denied. Good job out of them. Great. Right? So I call back Coinbase to let them know. They're like, thank you so much. You're perfect. And then I just double-checked. I wanted to call back. Just, it's a, a decent yeah. sum. I'm, like, yeah. I'm going to just double-check. Yeah. Yep, yep. The notes in your account, you're all good. I'm driving home after our show yesterday. <laughs> and I get a notice that my a primary checking account is now overdrawn. Oh, mama. By a few. Oh, boy. Oops, a daisy. So I'm like, what? So I get right in the app. Boom, there it is. $30,000 <laughs> sent right sent right to Coinbase. Now, the good news is even had it gone through, I would have owned the Coinbase and we would have negotiated the fees out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go straight into a Chase branch because nobody's helping me on the phone. Yeah, yeah. I'm through three different people. They're sending me to all the wrong places. And I'm like, well, why can't somebody just help me? Yeah, yeah. They're like, well, you need to be in this department. I said, well, then why am I still talking? <laughs> like, get me to this <laughs> help department. Help me help you. Help me. So I end up pulling in, going into the guy, sit down with him, and he's like, oh, my God. Goes, and he's like, sure enough, here's the note. He goes, I don't understand why they didn't just block it right there. So they put a stop payment in on it, and then it was a timing thing. If, it, if the transaction went through before midnight last night, I was kind of hosed and was going to be not ultimately out of luck. I would have got everything back, but I would have been like out that float till October 9th. <laughs> okay. Good night. <laughs> right. Now, fortunately, I went to sleep, woke up this morning. It did get blocked and it is all okay. But I just want people to be aware, like they are tr the, f the level of the That's attempted fraud is, is obviously fraud. big yeah. and they're very sophisticated. So just everybody be careful I, I kind of was feeling like maybe it was weird, but they didn't ask me for, like, a social. They didn't ask, they didn't ask me for anything, like, pers any personal information. They got me on the link, which was, by the way, identical to the link that I actually got from the real Coinbase to actually lock my account. Wow. So they had it down, and the email address is identical. So they have there's a way. There's not, like, a tight. There's not, there's like not a even a, 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 an A's zero. No, a, I nothing. And that copied was a zero, and pasted nothing. them. Wow. The whole deal. So That's terrifying. just everybody, be, yeah, so big, but long story short, everything's fine, but I just thought it would be a good public service announcement to the people out there to be, yeah. to be on the lookout for such a thing if you happen to have a, a Coinbase account still. Wow. So there you go. So it was, like yesterday I had a little bit of a pit in my stomach. <laughs> no kidding. When you see that wiped out of your account, and you're like, that's not just like. No, well, no, that's, yeah, that's awful. The, I had one with IRS once like that, and then uh, that was so believable, um, and Eventually, I sniffed it out before any damage was done. But, yeah. like, um, yeah, they're quite good. They are. What's they're crazy to me, though, about the, the scam, so what they did is they took my money, 
they then de-linked my bank account from their from my own Coinbase account, linked their own bank account to it, which to me is like the paper trail of paper trails. Maybe they thought that I just was going to let it go. The other thing is they wouldn't have been able to take the funds out till October the 5th. Yeah. So, like, they're you counting on them somebody not paying attention not at all. At all? Yeah. And just being like, no big deal. That money doesn't affect me. Right. Yeah. Wow. Not me. So I was on it. So God stay bless. vigilant. The fraudsters are out there. Yeah, they are. It, does, it, does it seem like it's really loud? It, obscenely loud. Okay. Like, I think people We're are here on. trying to eat a meal of food. All right. So, like, I hear it, like, in my ears. Yeah, I hear the It feels echo. like it's echoing yeah. throughout the building. Yeah. And I, people are trying to have conversations. Like, I don't want us yeah. to interfere. No. Here. I want their ability. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're fine. You sure? Maybe it's just turned down their local. Uh, I mean, it's, oh no. it sounds just like... A, no, no, no. Okay. You sound fine. You, you sound sure? good. You're yeah. walking around. We're not... Well, yeah. that's a little bit too much. I just, okay. I just went and bought it's you a little, a little water. He's got to find the sweet spots, not higher. Sweet spot. It's sweet spot. Yeah, you got to find constant tinkering. By the way, my other public service announcement is you turned me on to these... Don't say the brand. We can't have it getting out anymore. Keep it amongst ourselves. Dump that. Dump that. Dump that. It's kind of elitist. No, no. It's not that at all. It's just if everybody has it then I'm going to have to go track down something else. So that we won't talk so about we'll it. It's just, a great short. Tell it's a great much. short. It's a great short. I, I love them. Uh, I've been a big fan. They said I'm like Cosmo Kramer. I feel like I'm out there and I'm it's loving a, it, Jerry. It's a thin layer of gabardine yeah. that is separating you from the world. That's right. And it, I couldn't be Careful. more happy about it. Careful. Um, the Browns are off today. We had um, – before we get into the games from last night, how do you – where are you with the, the staggered starts? So – because of the great folks at YouTube TV, I loved it. I love that it started at 7. I was into a game at Isn't 7. Isn't that great? That's so good. I thought it was awesome. And then in YouTube TV, without me even asking, they had a channel that was both of them. And they could just flip the audio. One wanted commercial. I could zoom in on the other. Go, come, hit just a back button, come right back. YouTube TV has turned, because that's not even Sunday ticket anymore. Now we're talking no, about Monday just, ticket. Yeah, which yeah is Monday ticket, yeah. And they've got it all. So I, I couldn't have loved it every more, anymore. I saw every play of both games mm-hmm. yeah, and thoroughly enjoyed myself. I think it's um, – so two things. Number one, I don't – my hunch is what, what Disney is trying to do is capture uh, a maximum audience. And so what I think they're trying to do is say, here are all of the human beings who watched football, and we've got them all. And, and we watch – it's multiple – you know, you're on Adam the app, Arnold. you're yep. on the ABC, you're over the air, your cable, you're all of that. Yep. They're undercutting their cable a little bit because part of the point of their high cable prices that they charge, and they had a battle with Charter just a couple of weeks ago, was predicated on Monday Night Football you can only get on Monday night. Correct. <clears throat> on ESPN, rather. And now it's on ABC. So now it's on ABC, too. Um, so they're, they're undercutting that a little bit. But what they're mostly interested in is that total audience. So I think that's why they're doing it. I'm trying to figure out why the NFL is doing it. And why, why they're going a 7-15 and 8-15, competing against it themselves when they do not need to otherwise. The, I have one theory. Go ahead. That game will still get more eyeballs on it than if it were just at 1 or 4. Which one, the 8-15 or the 7-15? Either, Either, whichever the one you're calling the extra. The extra game is still well, last night I don't even know people. what was the extra because well, the one they were that both felt, good. And the, well, and one was ABC. Yes. In, in the seven, last week, the 7-15 window was ESPN, and it was the bad game. Correct. This week, the 7-15 window was 
ABC, and it was a good game. They both, to me, felt like they had equal appeal. They could, right, yes. I, I don't know that there was one that felt like an A, a and one was a B. Like last week, our game was the, the A, a yes. clearly. Yes. Their game, yes. the other game yes. was the B. Yes. Um, here it felt like they were both kind of A games. Both very good. Well, you had the conference runner-ups. Yeah. I'm going to give you one other thing. And but I, do you think that that might be the reason? They're going to get more eyeballs on that extra game than they would have had it played at one or four. No problem with that. Okay. Here's the other thing I was just thinking about. And anytime you talk to anybody who's around NBA or Major League Baseball in terms of um, from a television property and the popularity of those sports, the one beef they have, you're good. You're safe. I know it's going to take some getting used to, but you're going to be good. No, I was just Um, noticing that there's a two and three. That's really what I was thinking. Oh, maybe there. Well, these are a couple years old, perhaps. Yeah, maybe the new manufacturing process. Could be. The, uh, the other thing that, that I'm curious about is, and when you talk to people around NBA and, and MLB, one of the beefs is that in terms of their meaningful games, there's basically been two generations of kids who haven't been able to watch the World Series on the East Coast. It's 827 Too late. pitch. Uh, haven't been able to watch the NBA Finals because it's 827 tip-off. Too so late. You, you're missing it. Yep. Last night, all three of the boys, the two oldest for sure, made it almost all the way through the first game, the 7-5th game. It's awesome. 15th game. They watched all of it. So they like, got like a normal Monday. This, this was the Monday night football experience I had as a kid, which is a 7 o'clock kick. Mountain time, 7 o'clock kick. It's gorgeous. Oh, I thought you were going to say that you, you were used to a 5 o'clock kick. A Bay Area. Kick. Then you're yeah, talking as a, different. As now, a you're, right. now you're a 5 o'clock. 5.30. 5.30. So, yeah, I mean, you really were living the high life at that point. But yeah. I think that there is a tremendous value in – Monday night football being available at 7 o'clock. I love it. I think it should be and that it's awesome. permanently. I couldn't agree with you more. I Even if there's one. One game should start at 7. I agree. Now, yeah. people on the West Coast would say, we're at work. Dude, you, you, you grew up in the Bay Area. I, I've been spent a lot of time in California over my life. No one works best 4 o'clock anyway. Fair. I mean, they're, they're done. It's done. They're Fair. done. You well, say, and now say. we live in a world where you could be in your office. Yeah. And watch the game. I can watch the game on my iPad right now. Right. In the old days, you had to go home to your television or go to a sports bar. Now, everywhere is a sports bar. And everybody in the financial, any sort of financial banking, all of that, they're all on East Coast time anyway. Correct. So it doesn't affect, I don't think, in any way, shape, or form. I think it's great. Um, I had the two TVs. I went... Two TVs were rolling last night in the basement, so we had them both up. Was Are you on the, you, you're on the YouTube TV? No, I, no I, 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 I held firm. Come on, dude. I held firm. Come on. I got the two TVs. I'm great. It's 2023, bro. Sometimes I got all three of them rolling. You can, you can still do that. that, that I don't like the delay that. of it. I like the immediacy, and I like to be able to bounce in my cable. I like bouncing to something else. What's going on over here? What do I got here? Here's a little episode of this. Here's 10 minutes of Pulp Fiction. I like doing that in the breaks. I don't like being stuck on things. Surprise you. If, if I didn't know what you drove, I would assume you'd like to ride around in a, a horse-drawn carriage. I don't like that. In fact, I got I talked know. into that at the Greenbrier, and I knew it was going to suck, and it did. <laughs> I, I, saw, I observed many people yeah. in the horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> as, for the, um, as for the games, Philly still – we'll get to Cincinnati because that's the big-ticket item, obviously. But um, Philly isn't quite there yet. So – Okay, a couple things. Number one, Philly made the Bucks look like we expected them to look. Yes. All year. Yeah. Um, Mike Evans could do our boy a favor and catch a ball that hits him in the hands twice. Yes, the first one. All the guy kind of knocked it out. Yeah, but the second the one. The second one, yeah, just catch that on the sideline for catch sure. Um, their defensive front, that of the Eagles, is good. Their secretary's still kind of banged up a little bit. Yeah. But 
Yeah, they're just they're good, but they're not clicking on offense. No, they're and not. by the way, I'm going to ask you a question right now. This is what I want to know. If you said to me, "Hey, which of these two is better?" Yep. I mean, can we? We're out. We're we're out in the world. Oh, you're not going to have any internet. There's no chance. Well, that's, that's going to be happening. very hard. But I'll, I think I'm going to theorize. I'm going to get no chance. I'm going to go theoretically. Yeah. You get. If we get Uno over here, Uno gets 10 carries. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Now I might get, actually be able to get into it. Uno gets 10 carries, and he rushes for 30 yards. Yep. In fact, Uno gets 14 carries and rushes for 43 yards. And Gibe over here gets 16 carries and rushes for 130 yards. Yeah, yeah. Why are we giving Uno any carries? Yeah, you know. What you are we doing? Let him eat. Is this Let, a DeAndre Swift Yes, beef? Gainwell. Yeah. Like, get Gainwell out of there. Yeah, just live with Swift. Well, I needed live. another 10 yards out of the guy to get a dub. <laughs> I this what are we fantasy. doing? It's a fantasy angle. Well, I'm also just as an observer of good football. Yeah, Every yeah. time the guy touched the ball, it was electric. Yeah. Gamewell was one yard in a cloud of dust. Yeah, it's What wild. are we doing? But that happened to him in Detroit, too. Yeah. So I don't know if he doesn't practice well or he's a punk. I have no idea. But they won't let him be the featured guy unless there's an injury. Let him. Same thing happened in Detroit. Eat. I don't know why they don't let him he's eat. He's a Philadelphia guy. Went to high school I know. there. I let know. him eat. Their defense, though, did. The fact that we can all sit here and know that, and I don't even remember who the Bears took in the first round this year. Do you remember who the Bears took? It was an offensive lineman, wasn't it? They didn't take Jalen Carter. No, they didn't. And by the way, every team that didn't take Jalen Carter, that didn't take a quarterback, with these, I mean, Anderson. We don't know about Will Anderson He's playing well. Yeah, but he's not that much of a monster. But if if Jalen Carter's not involved in that thing, he's a Houston Texan right now. That dude is a beast that's and correct. then jordan davis next Punches. to him and then fletcher cox comes in to just be fresh and rest of the back it's nolan smith yeah rookie out of georgia wearing number three flying around oh yeah no they're they're i like them they're they're the only ones it's you know inter- there's three defenses that are just di- built different them san francisco and us and us they're just built a little bit different um in terms of the late game this is how i described it this morning it was like Cincinnati was trying to throw Burrow into rhythm. Agreed. And they were, they were trying to throw him healthy. Agreed. They just kept throwing it. And Agreed. It, it was, they were not even like, it was all extended handoffs. I was going to say. Essentially, it was basically all, as, I was looking at Zach Taylor postgame last night, and he was saying that it was almost all of those weren't necessarily pass calls. They were all RPO. Um, but it was basically just everything was extended handoff. They finally got going in the second half, I think because Burrow's just like, I've got to get Jamar Chase engaged in football again, so I'm going to throw it to him every time. Every time. And that's all they did. That is all they did. Yep. That is literally all they did. They said, we're just going to get it out. I'm trying to pull up if I can here for Burrow. Oh, mama. Oh, babe, business has picked up. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the price of Monopoly has just went up. All right, here we go. Go ahead. On passes within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, Burrow was 22 of 32. Yeah. On passes of 10 to 19, he was 3 of 9 yep. with a pick. On passes of 20-plus, he was 1 of 3. Yeah. So they only completed Didn't four even. passes of more than 10 yards in the air, and I'm not even sure if I agree that he threw nine passes 10 yards in the air because it sure didn't feel like well, him watching the game. at least three of them were throwaways. Probably, yeah, where he airmailed at it. At least out of he threw it just threw, out of yeah. bounds. I, I think that they were just like, this dude hasn't practiced. He's not healthy. We are going to just throw him healthy. Yeah. Or at least throw him to learn how to play with this injury. You know, it was interesting because I just watched the Ravens game and getting starting to get pre- prepared for this. Mm-hmm. So yesterday afternoon I watched some of the Ravens game. 
and I felt like I was almost watching them run the offense that the Ravens are having Lamar Jackson run. Lamar Jackson threw 38 passes, 38 dropbacks, 31 passes. He threw six of them more than 10 yards in the air. Yeah. It's just all just short yep. stick, 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 hitch, 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 hitch. It was very, it was a very odd. It was, and that's not their game plan. And then T. Higgins gets dinged up. They won a game that he had two bad drops. They won a game that you didn't come out of that saying, "Oh boy, the Bengals are back." Oh, I, well. Furthermore, I think they've got actually some. Yeah, they've got finite problems. Like he's, I think it's very likely that he's never healthy this year. They should have just. I was talking to a guy him. this morning, and they were saying like basically they know that he's going to have to deal with this all year that he's never going to really get the rest needed. It's a Jamar Chase, like Jamar Chase said back in camp when he said, look, I told Joe I'll see you week five. You know, that's what he said. I'll see you week five. Yeah. And that's what he should have done is he should have stayed away till week five, should have got healthy. Now, the pushback here from Bengals fans is, well, we would have been 0-4. And he's like, well, you can't, you can't be 0-4. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe that – but that's an indictment maybe of Jake Browning and their situation at backup. Like, he couldn't have won a game. That also feels like that's an indictment of every – like, we can't scrap it together and win right. Go one yeah. and three. Their defense is good enough that they should be able sure. to do that. So, it's like um, – but, yeah, they were clearly trying to throw him over and throw him into rhythm. So, do you remember the – and I know that you do. I'm asking this rhetorically. You remember the, um, the Mike Brown pick him up on the golf cart thing? Yeah. All right. So, a read on that was right. Our read with, on that was essentially Mike Brown said, "Don't play." Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something else. Burrow was not happy that he was singled out in practice. He was not happy that he was, uh, you know, had to be pulled out of practice and talked to. The whole thing. I guess Mike Brown never does that. He's never done it. No, and he said, "I just gave you what a quarter of a billion dollars." And that's what he said. He said, I'm "I just paid you. you. I'm pulling you. You don't play until you're healthy because this is a multi-year investment." into you and we can't yes. have you playing and and wrecking an entire season because you're being hard-headed about being playing right now so that's what that was all about burrow was asked about it last night really had no time for it um so how does he get onto the field he obviously convinced him that he was healthy enough to play this is an i mean just it's a so huge story understand. in the league like it's a big big deal in the league that now i don't know if brown said you're not playing or if he just said made a suggestion we're paying you a lot of money we'd prefer you not play but either way, it was a very awkward Friday, and so that's how you get to the point over the weekend where A.J. McCarron's down there trying out, and they're flying people in and trying to figure out what to do because this truly was almost not necessarily a game time, but it was a middle-of-the-day-yesterday decision to play him or not. And he's not right, and it's pretty apparent. Now, they did a good job, of, and Matt Stafford kind of had a couple brain farts, I would call it. Dude, he game. is – I love him. He is throwing to human beings. Like when we were like, what's the guy's name? I can't say. Puka Nakua. Yeah. So he's off to this great start. There's literally no one else to throw to. Tutu it's him Atwell. and Tutu Atwell. Yeah. That's it. But That's it. Th- this is not an NFL receiving core. This is not an NFL oh, backfield. Well, Van Jefferson hasn't become whatever he was supposed yeah. to be. Higby's but that, okay. that roster no. is a mess. Well, we thought they were going to be I a, never tank, understood a it. trade and tank. Yeah. So as for to, to just put a ribbon on Cincinnati, I don't know if they're ever going to be right. This year. I, I just don't know. Because then, so much of what they are is predicated on his ability to drive it down the field with Chase and Higgins. And right now he can't. And I don't know if he'll ever be able to. And by the way, I want to go back to what you just said a second ago. It's predicated on his ability to drive it down the field to Chase and Higgins. This is probably the last year T. Higgins is going to be there. Oh, yeah. And I think he's – you can see he's already starting to develop well, some disquietude. Well, now he's not getting – 
targets. At all. He's not catching anything. He no. dropped two passes yesterday. Um, he's in a contract year, so I'm yes. sure there's pressure of, like, I got to produce. I think he's got enough tape that he doesn't have to worry about it. But Agreed. at the same time, it's like he's off to an ultra-slow start. Then Chase gets force-fed. So, like, all of – there's a lot going on down there. It's, that and it's they, not, were, they were booing them? Not Can you healthy. imagine that? Like, in the Super Bowl two years ago, in the AFC Championship game last year, they're one of the great loaded young rosters, and they're being booed off the field. Yes, It yes. was crazy last That's night. That's nuts. It was, like – it was three and out punt, yeah. three and out it punt, was? Yeah. three and out punt, like both ways. It was it was the slowest, longest, yeah. dragged out Monday night game of the year. There's no doubt. And ours was pretty long. <laughs> there was. Um, can we do just one, two things? Can oh we put Kirk Cousins on the Viking or on the Jets? And no, can, they signed Trevor Simeon today. The Jets. That was did? their answer. Yeah. Okay. So can we just put Cousins on the Jets? And can we take Stafford and put him on Atlanta? Why can't we? Let's just let's keep. Or just leave in Cousins NFC. in the leave NFC. The Jets, sorry, Jets. All right, sorry about. Yeah, it. fine. All right, so just leave him with Minnesota because they spin it. Put either one of them to Atlanta, and let like Stafford played college ball there. Like, I like let him, Stafford there. Yeah, go back to let Georgia. Him, let him sure. throw it to his guys. Like let him throw it to Pitts. I'm tired of Pitts running and no, Pitts running free and they can't throw it to him. I'm tired of Drake London running free and they can't throw it to him. Like. Get a professional quarterback down there and be, like, the fourth-best team in the NFC tomorrow. Agreed. It's wild. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. All right. Those are your hot topics. Presented by Vivid Seats. Head to Vivid Seats to purchase the brand-new premium terrace experience where your ticket comes with pregame field pass parking, all-inclusive food and beverage. Lastly, a $50 Brown Shop gift card. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner of your Cleveland Browns. It is a One Thought Tuesday. We will do that coming up next. We're off and running from the main campus. University Hospital in the main atrium. Oh, what a gorgeous. Let's look like Buddy Garrity's little buddy, buddy right Gary, there. Look Looks just that. like Buddy Garrity. Um, one Thought coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. My friends, you need a new roof on your home. Never replace your roof again with a new home exteriors. Replace once for life warranty. This month, with the purchase of a new roof, get free installation on a solar-powered attic fan to help take the load off your AC unit. Keep your attic venting properly year-round. Install today. Save with no interest. 24 months on that. Renew home exteriors. Superior product. Superior service. Visit newestimate.com for more. Time for a One Thought Tuesday. And for that, we bring on, hello, Gibbe. Hi. Gibbe. How are you all? Oh, yeah. Good. Fantastic. It's a beautiful day. I'm struggling to get to access anything. I, just, I gave up. From a dip- I, I'm, I'm in. Have to, I, have I decent, how, but I'm I do in. have decent cell here, so I'm kind of rolling yeah. everything off that. That's what I'm doing. I don't even know why I brought that, the, the laptop. It's not going to do any good. All right, let's get down to it. One thought from week three in the National Football League. A very good week for certain people here at this fo- at this table. That's right. And, that's right. and to all of you who are shadowing you, because right. you're you are putting kids through college. I can't even right. take advantage well, I mean, of should. our greatness. Not allowed. 
Not yeah. allowed. Prohibited. Oh, I am. I'm I bathing in it. Good for you. Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> into the coins. Diving into right a big vault of money. Uh, in the early window, the uh, the big story outside of the Browns' big win, of course, the Indianapolis Colts in overtime, taking down the Baltimore Ravens 22-19. to Zagura, one thought from you. So I just watched this game in its entirety. The Ravens' offense that they're all excited about consists of nothing but short passes and then Lamar running. And there are designed runs for Lamar. They didn't know designed runs in week one. There were plenty of runs last week, ran for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. It was a game that they should have won 20 different times, Yeah, and they lost. One thing you need to watch out, here's the one thought for us going forward, is we need to know where Kyle Hamilton is at all times. Yeah, he's a heat-seeking missile for them. Three sacks tied the NFL record for a defensive back in a single game, blitzing off the edge, tackles for loss, passes defense, forced fumble, the whole deal. He was a game wrecker in that one. I loved him at Notre Dame. Yeah. Coming out. We were in the in the market at that time. Yeah, we both hated when he went to the Ravens. Yeah, we hated that. It's like all places not there. No, yeah. he's very, very good. I also think, like, from the Colts' perspective, and the Carolinas in this position too, like, they're going to – they would win a lot more immediately with Minshew than they are with Richardson. You have to play Richardson because you, he needs reps. But, like, <coughs> Minshew is kind of the ideal backup quarterback. And, honestly, like, if he were in the Jets, that, that, that's they'd, be, the, they'd be way more capable than they are. They should be trying to get him. Yeah. They, okay. they could be a playoff team with Gardner Minshew. Yes. The Jets. Absolutely. Remember we did that exercise with him, like that year he was in Philly? Yeah, his numbers were very good. And he was very good. Yeah. Up next, guys, Detroit gets back to their winning ways. They go to 2-1 and one on the year. Maybe the Falcons exposed a little bit. 20-6, to six, Lions with the win. Bishop, one thought. Yeah, I think um, this says more to me about it, what Atlanta isn't than what Detroit is. I think Detroit's fine. Uh, I don't I don't take them that seriously in the NFC. I think I'm curious to see what happens when Jamison Williams comes back, if they finally integrate him oh, they uh, will. into the offense, because I think that's going to unlock a lot for him yep. and for them. But uh, for now, they're kind of just they're, they're kind of just get going through it week in, week out. They're two and one. So it's off to a great start for them. But it's really an indictment of Atlanta. And it's a you blew it, boy, a thousand ways. The idea that they are trotting out Desmond Ritter and attempting to be a football team of consequence is just nonsense. He was just s- nonsense. He was sacked seven times. Dude, he's... He had a cor- QBR of 11 in the game. Aiden Hutchinson had two sacks. I, I like I the Lions, and I think when they do get Jamison Williams back, what is Jamison Williams going to do? Big plays, space. Space yeah. for who? For David Montgomery. Space for Jameer Gibbs. Space for Sam Laporta. Eight catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, you like that? I gave you that games. guy. Yeah. I liked Yeah, he's, And space he's for Amon Ross St. Brown. So... This has the opportunity to be – think about when Jared Goff was at his best was the years that he had Brandon Cooks. Yep. It's going to give him that vertical player, that vertical threat, take the top off the defense, create a lot of space. I think the Lions are a playoff team. They are very good. I think Atlanta is a big bunch of fraudsters mm-hmm. until they get a quarterback. By the way, I didn't get a text this week, in case you guys were wondering if I got a text. Nothing from Tyvis. The Falcons were. Yeah. Oh, no, crickets. TP. Silence. Crickets. Silence. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, fraudsters, New Orleans, maybe a little injury contributing to that, no. but the, the Saints blowing one to a Green Bay Packer team that was missing four big-name starters. Packers come back to win 18-17. to Zagura, one thought from you. The Packers were awful for the majority of this game. Jordan Love was awful. For three, three quarters. For the majority yeah. of this game, and they came back. They got it done. They need Christian Watson back. By the way, where is he at? Uh, 
on the side of a milk carton and hasn't played a game. No. And, and missed a lot last Monday. year, It's too. a short week this week. So you'll never know if you see him. And then on the other side for the Saints, just how do they blow that kind of a lead? Uh, it's just that's a that's a loss that at the end of this year I think will come back to haunt the Saints. The Green Bay Packers are not a threat to do anything of consequence. No, they're not. But I, I do think, like, they're going to be frisky. Like, there's going to have games like this where they pull it out. And Love is one of those guys who he's my pick this week every year. There's a guy who does great fantasy, but it's all nonsense in terms of real football. Like last year, I think it was Fields. I think this year will be Jordan Love. Now, I'm not suggesting that he's going to fall off a cliff the way Fields does because he has infrastructure. Fields doesn't. But I do think, like, you're going to look back and go, wow, Jordan Love's amazing. It's, I don't know if he's amazing, but he's going to put up a lot of fantasy stats this season for teams. Agreed. Up next, guys, uh, to the AFC South, the Houston Texans. A lot of ways get to go with this here. 0-2 going into the game, get their first win of the year uh, on the back of C.J. Stroud, Jacksonville. Two straight uh, games. Bishop, one thought from you. So it's it's uh, a hell of a job of coaching out of D'Amico Ryans with belief. But it's mostly C.J. Stroud is really good. And it's one of those things where maybe we should have just trusted what we saw in the Georgia game. If you can light up Georgia, who has basically an NFL – defense then you've got anticipation and you're seeing the field and you're reading it correctly um and he's off to a great start a great start jags right now have to be one of the most disappointing teams in the league i think they go to london they, this they week might just too, suck they? they're yeah. in london for two weeks yeah they might just suck. how and i don't know how but they might did you guys see the other thing with them um their president yesterday or the day before down in jacksville saying like hey you better get us some money or we'll move this or thing. we're moving or we'll move um London? Is there anywhere? The only state side, the only this side of the pond would be Toronto. There's no place else big enough with enough juice to have an NFL team. Unless you go again back to St. Louis. Can't do that again. I don't think There's so. There's no, no corporate money in St. Louis. No, and I'll tell you, unless you win, they don't care. It's baseball first, hockey second. Yeah. Football Could they go uh, throw another team in Texas and Austin? It's kind of like Columbus, though, you know, that you already have. It's a big city with, you know, all of the things that are required. But at the same time, like you have, you've got Houston, you've got Dallas, and you have University of Texas. Yeah. So it's, you know, there just isn't a city in America that I'm looking at and going like, yeah, they need the NFL. Right. Toronto's kind of the one. It's a monster city, big money. Like, they're kind of the one. It's not London. But I don't think you can do London by yourself. I think you almost need two. Up next, guys, wow. the uh, the clobbering of the day, and I put it nicely because we're on radio. Uh, Miami, 70. Denver, 20. 70 to 20. I once had a coach at Bowling Green. You may know him. His name was Urban Meyer. Oh, yeah, he can coach. Put 70 up on Temple. And after the game, the Temple media was like, was there a need to run up the score? And he said, quote, not my fault they couldn't score 70. That's right. Zagura, one yeah, thought from you. That's how he rolled. I think the Dolphins are the best team in the uh, in the AFC right now. I think if the Super Bowl was happening today, it would be Dolphins 49ers. Um, just the innovation on offense. McDaniel's a tremendous coach. They, yep. have, they have the most speed in the league. They have the five fastest plays have all been by Miami Dolphins in the entire NFL. Like, if you think about that, that's insane. Um, Could have set the record. Didn't. Just they're dominant, and Denver – Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, so far it has been dreadful. More of the same, just 
Drek. Yeah. Feels like Peyton can't reach people. I mean, that was a lot of quitting, tons of quitting. Yeah. So he's obviously can't reach that team. You wonder, you know, and he's going to cash every bit of the money that he signed for. Um, I think Miami's had the most impressive start of the season, even more than San Francisco, um, in terms of how impressive they've looked week to week. I agree and, with that. And I love San Francisco, obviously, but, like, they're, they're, there's a ton of weapons. It's just, The only thing with them is just if, like, to a if. To a if. That's it. Everything else checks out. From the early games on Sunday, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, well, the Minnesota Vikings saved their head, the Chargers head coach job. Uh, the Chargers went 28-24. Brandon Staley, a stay of execution thanks to Minnesota. Bishop, one thought. Watching it live yep. was the most stupefying thing I saw Sunday. I did not get to do that. Yeah, no, you were busy. I, I was watching it live. It was on the red zone. I was watching it um, up four at the 25-ish yard line, a minute 25 to go, fourth Unreal. and one, and he goes for it because, of course, I went over the numbers yesterday, an 89% chance to win versus an 82% chance to win if you kick. So it's a 7% chance is what you're gaining for a tremendous percentage lost if you don't get it. Yep. Um, and the only thing that was even dumber is that Minnesota didn't clock it when they had first and goal inside the five. That was the only thing dumber. All of that to be said, just because he gets away with it doesn't mean he should be allowed to continue to keep doing it. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. It is Justin Herbert, by the way, the one thing that's been lost in all this is in a year where the big-name quarterbacks are not playing at the level that yeah. was expected of many of them. Justin Herbert is. Oh, Justin yeah. Herbert's Williams out now. Might be the best Eckler quarterback hasn't in the played league. In two weeks. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He spends it. He is unbelievable. Yeah. His size, his ability to stand in the pocket, deliver the football to all areas of the field. They should get Eckler back this week. I mean, by the way, if there could ever be a, a stronger case for how valuable Austin Eckler is, he comes out. And this John Kelly guy has, or has done, Josh Kelly has done Josh. nothing. I mean, no. literally, not, what do you have, 12 carries for 13 yards yeah, in this nothing. one? No. Nothing. Austin no. Eckler is a big part of certainly what they do. And now, remember, they drafted the kid out of TCU, Quentin Johnson, in the yep. first round to be a receiver, and they also have Josh Palmer. So I still think they're going to be fine, but losing Mike Williams is big. But Herbert right now, is he is the one guy who's playing transcendent-level football. At the Last year, position. Minnesota was 7-0 and in one-score one games. This year, they're 0-3. Oh yep. Because that's, that, that's a regression of the mean. You can't do that. Yeah, that's, you, can't, you can't live on that world. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, nor should we. Patriots 15, Jets 10, Zagura. The Jets again. Patriots are Trevor not good. Simeon today. The Patriots Jets need to get a quarterback, or or they need to just throw in the towel. I mean, real quick. Not only does Mac Jones suck, he's he's dirty, like, dislikable. Oh my God, Cup check? I saw dirty. Yeah. They, too bad there isn't a, the other angle of it because his body kind of blocks it. it. Yeah. But clearly, it happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Which is crazy that he thought he could get away with that. Yeah, he's a punk. He was doing that at Bama, too. Yeah, he is a punk. He did that he's at Bama. He's a, a good punk. word. Yep. Up next, guys, to the late day games. Seahawks 37, Panthers 27. Seahawks get back on the winning schneid. As they should. As they should. Car Car <laughs> we don't need to spend a lot of time. Carolina's Horrible States, afternoon games. Um, had, you know, they, it was probably closer because they had Dalton, but it was still cover city. They can't take much from it. No. I'll tell you what I take away from this is the Seattle Seahawks are good, and the fact that they lost to the Rams week one in the fashion which they, they were did slumped. to me is kind of stupefying. Yeah, they yeah. were completely slumped, but I got no access to anything. The other thing is, and I keep harping on it, 
Like, I know how you spoke about him. I know how S speaks. I am shocked that Jackson Smith and Jigba is just kind of a guy. there with them. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he'd get off to a faster start, too. I mean, I think there were a lot of people that thought Tyler Lockett was going to fade into the background and it was going to be Metcalf and, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, they've got him primarily operating out of the slot, which is what he did a couple of years ago at Ohio State when they had Olave and Wilson. Um, it's interesting, too, because he, he is a burner. It's not showing up. It, he looks um, slow. But they're not. They're off to a really slow start with him. I thought he would go And their score, and by better. the way, Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. Yeah. Is a darn good one-two punch. It is. Yep. Did you see the hit? Did you see the hit? And I call it the hit that Charbonnet had on his own run. No, I don't believe I did. Oh, he comes around left side on a, either an outside zone or a sweep left, right near the goal line. Defender tries to get him, and he just lowers his shoulder and knocks this guy. It looked like a movie where he was on one of those the pulls, the bungee, <laughs> and he gets knocked back in the air, flat onto his back. He absolutely destroyed him. That'll be. I haven't seen if Angry Runs was handed out already, but that he there was somebody he gave it to that might have gotten the scepter in real time. It was something that happened Sunday in the early games. I can't remember what it was. All right, a couple more real quick ones here, guys. The surprise of the day: the Arizona Cardinals with a win, trying to screw up that number one pick. They take down Dallas, twenty-eight six. This is why you have to be careful when you hire a new ambitious coach. It was set up for them. This was meant for, like, a Lovey Smith, come in, take your lumps, here's your paycheck. And instead they went for an ambitious guy, hired Drew Petzing, smart guy, a, an ambitious guy trying to win. You cannot do that in this scenario. Meanwhile, Lovey Smith is the guy that was responsible for the Texans winning <laughs> oh, that last game. Right. So well, I don't know true. who's the but, right like, guy. But but or was that crazy favor. like a fox because he's got Stroud now instead of Young. That's Correct. Right. They didn't have to go. They worked out. They didn't worked have to out. Make that. But David Cully did this. Like this is you hire no, no, these type of guys to handle that to make sure that you go two and fifteen. Yeah. You cannot do the stuff like this. No, yes. this is a it's a it's a good win for them. It's a horrific loss for the Cowboys who were lost oh. in the red zone. But by the way, real quick, shout out Josh Dobbs. Micah Parson had talked about he's gonna be on the dartboard. You see yeah. Dobbs little video where he's dodging. He had somebody yeah. throwing darts at him. He dodged him. I'm happy guy. for Josh Dobbs. First win in the NFL. Yep. Uh. The Swifties take down the Bears 41-10. to Bears are the most angry, disappointing fan base franchise in the league, second's eighth. They could go over. Second's eighth. Good news is they have two first-round picks. They have their own, and they have Carolinas. They could be the ones getting the Caleb Williams, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. double. I'll tell you But what. I still wouldn't put them in that scenario. Like, if you, if you, like, do it in your head, guys. Just name their last, like, seven or eight coaches. Like, Wanstead. Dick Jaron, Tressman, Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith was the only one that was solid. Tressman, Nagy. 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 That's it. Like, who are, the Eberflus, like, it's just And by bozo. the way, their defense is dreadful. Their defense sucks. And it's Blow just it one up. bozo after another. Well, yep. And they're playing that Tampa 2. They never two. hire good people. Like, it's just a mess. They're playing Tampa 2 and had a chance to draft Jalen Carter. You need a wrecker right. on the defensive line to play Tampa 2, yeah. and they have none. Nothing. Sunday night foosball. Steelers, 23. Raiders, 18. Oh, God. Find a way. That's I think the do. Steelers suck, and they're somehow 2-1. and one. Yep. That's so annoying. And I do not think they're a good football team. I no, don't. you're not wrong either. Jim Grantham threw 100 interceptions in that game. It's awful. And we did the other two. That's right. one thought, gentlemen. There That's it nice. is. Good job out of you, Gibbe. Way to go, um, We're continuing to broadcast live out here. UH, main atrium on campus. It's always a privilege to do so. We have much more coming up next. You'll see the Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio 
850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And if a car, truck, or a motorcycle accident caused you injury, call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk, a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Join now here at UH by Ted Technos, the fine doctor here, of course, when it comes to the Seidman Cancer Center. And, and Doc, thank you so much for the time. As always, yes. it's Critical Catch Month. For us, it starts uh, this weekend, I believe, right? Is our, is our Crucial critical, Catch, yeah. Cr- crucial yeah. Catch game, rather, as well. And it's one of those things that the NFL has partnered with. And it, it, the simplest way is – crucial because it is and get it early that's the operation that's absolutely true i think uh first of all thanks for having me guys yeah, good it's to see always you. a pleasure to see you and uh yeah it's very true you know every cancer that we treat if you catch it early the cure rates are much much higher as an example if you catch breast cancer at its earliest stages it's 95 percent curable so i think you know getting those screening tests women getting their mammography Men, getting the, and men and women getting their colonoscopies uh, starting at age 45. Um, and then PSAs for, uh, for gentlemen in prostate cancer is key. And if you catch it early, you know, your chances of cure are just exponentially higher. And it used to be 50 for a colonoscopy. We're moving some of these things back. And, and part of that, it feels like we're starting to see more and more cancers in, in younger people. This is not just an older person's affliction. What's, what's happening there and what can be done? Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, there was just a major article that came out this year that showed that the incidence of cancer in younger individuals is increasing pretty significantly. The main cancers that really contribute to that are colon cancer, skin cancers, uterine cancers, and thyroid cancers. Those are the ones that we're seeing more and more frequently in younger individuals. And I think the contributing factors really are lifestyle changes, a lot of sun exposure. So wear your sunscreen. That's critically important. Yep. Um, and diet. You know, we're, our diets are not as healthy as they should be. So eating a, a much healthier, more plant-based diet uh, can help uh, prevent some malignancies. Obesity is what is the kind of the driving force behind uh, uterine cancers um, and uh, some of the breast cancers that we're seeing in younger individuals so staying lean mean you know eating right uh and getting those screenings and wearing your sunscreen you know there's no question that younger individuals are getting cancer more frequently and then i'll I'll finish with this you know the human papillomavirus or hpv Mm -hmm. is actually causing about 30 percent of cancers when you look at you know head and neck cancers some rectal cancers Uh, cervical cancers and uterine cancers. So all that is preventable with the vaccination. So you can get vaccinated up to age 45 for HPV. It used to be just up to age 26, but because of this increase, they've, um, you know, they bumped the age up now to 45 years of age. So uh, that's a very important vaccine to consider. You know, we we, talk about the crucial catch and getting it early and all of those things. I, I think sometimes for, you know, it seems overwhelming you know, all of this stuff, and it's intimidating and all of that. But it, just in terms of, like, some simple, simple, easier fixes for folks out there, you mentioned diet, exercise. What are some simple parameters that, can, that they can do on their own? You want to, do, you want to get those checks. You want to do all those things yes. as well. But are there, there simple lifestyle changes you can make that, that, that limit the, uh, the risk? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, it, it's not simple, but the most important one is not to smoke. Sure. I mean, smoking contributes to an incredible amount of pain and suffering worldwide with not only cancer, but heart disease and, and vascular problems. So, you know, not smoking, eating a healthier diet, more plant-based. And I always kind of joke about this, but, you know, the World Health Organization listed red meat as a carcinogen because uh, a lot of red meat does actually contribute to colon cancer. So more plant-based diets, um, not smoking. If you're going to be in the sun, wearing your sunscreen certainly is critically important. Um, limiting alcohol intake um, is important as well. Um, and then ultimately just doing your, you know, your screening as, you, as yeah. you should be doing. And you mentioned some of the screenings, but if people wanted to kind of figure out everything that they can do from a screening standpoint to give themselves obviously the best chance to catch it early as you've talked about how crucial that is you know how can they kind of get that information i think we all know that you and i as a guy we know mm -hmm. all right we got to get our colonoscopy yep. scheduled we're unfortunately we're men of of, of the age of 45 so yep. we've got to get that going but how do people know kind of what's available to them and what they should be doing yeah that's a great question so we have a website um you know that we have at our uh site where you can go and look for the appropriate screening um, guidelines. There's also a U.S. Uh, pre uh, preventative medicine screening website that you can go to. But if you go to the UH Simon Cancer website, you can see all the screening that um, is done there. And that's really for mammographies older than 40, colonoscopies, uh, you know, beyond age 45 for both men and women, and then the, the PSA screenings after age 55 for men. You were talking a lot about skin cancers, and you've mentioned, I think, at least three times, make sure people wear their sunscreen. How important is it, because I just did this myself, and it's so easy, but how important is it that people go to their dermatologist and get kind of that yeah. body screen every Absol year? Absolutely. Every year. I think it's easy to do. I it mean, is. it couldn't be easier. It is easy, and, you know, I think what's really important also is we think about ourselves, but really what is the major contributor to uh, skin cancer later in life is a blistering burn as a child. So we got to be careful for our kids' sake that they don't go out in the sun and get a bad blistering burn because that's the biggest predictor of a, of a cancer of the skin later in life. You know, obviously Jimmy Buffett's garnered a lot of, yeah. you know, um, attention to Merkel cell, which is a unique type of cancer, but really... Um, preventing those blistering burns uh, when you're young, and then chronic exposure to the sun as an adult. Uh, but you're right, you know, I think if you see, uh, you should go and just get a general body screen by a dermatologist to make sure you don't have any unusual molds. But if you see a mole, you know, look at, you know, the mole, make sure you keep track of it so that it's not an irregular border, the color isn't unusual, you know, and it doesn't change because those are really the most important things to look at. Sometimes this, um, you know, this, this, this fight against cancer, it, it affects all of us. It sometimes feels uh, inevitable. It feels overwhelming. Um, but I'm always um, left in wonder at how much you guys are accomplishing. And there are these huge breakthroughs that are happening all of the time. Are, are there any for you that you could speak to uh, that, that have just been just new ways to treat and new wins that you guys are getting on this fight? Oh, there's no question. I mean, and the exciting thing about it is, is uh, they're occurring every day. Yeah. You know, every day there's a new discovery that has given hope uh, to people. And, um, you know, if you look back till from 1990 until um, 2017, 
the, the uh, survival rate of cancer has increased by 31%. I mean, that's huge. In, yeah. in 27 years, you know, to have a survival rate, rate go up by 31%. And that's all about, you know, understanding the genetics of, uh, of what drives these cancers. And with all of the ability now to, to look at a tumor and see what gene drives it, you can now turn those genes off and come through with incredible breakthroughs for, uh, for cures. You know, I just this past month, I had a gentleman who uh, came to my clinic who was out of options. He was actually in hospice. One of our doctors prescribed a medication that was new. And, you know, six weeks later, he doesn't have any signs of cancer. It's amazing discovery. And those, signs, those sorts of things are That's happening. Those sorts of things are happening every day. And it's really through research that those things get accomplished. So, you know, UH, we're very fortunate. We have what's called a phase one drug discovery program, which is the first use of drugs in, in humans. Uh, and we have the biggest program in the Midwest. So we get people coming from all over the place to try these experimental therapies as their last hope. That's one thing. The other thing that's really important is our understanding of the immune system. So right now, you know, we are understanding the immune system better than ever. And, you know, the immune system is our, is our protection. That's what keeps us from dying from, uh, you know, a minor bacterial infection, a splinter, you know, appendicitis, you know, and, and other things. But cancers had learned how to avoid the immune system throughout, you know, their evolution. New drugs now are allowing our own immune systems to identify cancers and, and really eradicate them. With some, particularly melanoma, you're, we're seeing cure rates in the 20, 40, 50% where before they were incurable diseases. So using immunotherapy as a tool, it's really uh, revolutionized cancer care. And one of the things that we do really, really well and uniquely here at UH is we actually have a what's called a cell therapy program where we take out a person's immune cells, the white blood cells, genetically modify them so that it identifies their cancer. And then we give them their own cells back, but they're modified. And then they, you know, are resulting in, you know, very high response rates for some leukemias and lymphomas and the rest. That's called a CAR T. And, um, you know, I think we know some individuals who've had that yeah. recently. Yes, yeah. we certainly do. So we got our little bracelets here for the great Jim Donovan who's here's who's with you guys so and we all certainly are happy that there have been these advancements right and that he gets because even for for him things that were available the first time he had it that's right there are so many advances now to do this kind of stuff how you know you mentioned from till night 2017 has it been kind of since 2017 almost is it, does it feel like it's going even higher in the it last is. six years? Like six versus, it took 30 years to get here, now we're doing that in six. Yeah, yeah, it, it does feel like it's just accelerating. And like I said, every week there's new things coming. It's almost like, you know, when you just start a train going and it's slow, the old steam engine, and then once it gets rolling, you know, the speed just keeps picking up. So these discoveries are coming fast and furious. And, you know, it's, it's no longer a pipe dream to think that, you know, just like HIV, you know, cancer can be something that people live with rather than die with, yeah. um, you know. So I think, I think we're, and in many cancers, it, it has become that, where, you know, either you're cured of it or you keep it at bay indefinitely with some of the miraculous treatments. Which would be amazing. Because really, I, yeah. I imagine, like you and I, everybody who's listening has had an immediate family member, yeah. a grandparent, 
you know, who has been lost to cancer and the fact that, you know, we in a generation almost or even a generation and a half have gotten to the point where that hopefully won't be the case ever again is, yeah. is pretty remarkable. How can yeah. people... So Real quick, we're listening to 850 ESPN Cleveland, a good karma brand station. Go ahead, Buck. So you've talked about how what the people can do from their lifestyle, eating well, diet, you know, sunscreen, all of those things, get your screenings, all of that. On the other side of it, you also mentioned that this is largely funded by research, the fact that you've been able to make these advancements. So I would that requires money. So people yeah. can take care of themselves with the screenings and the lifestyle changes, but the way to help out at the bigger picture, right, is would I imagine be fundraising on some level. So how people wanted to get involved and contribute to cancer research and treatments, how would they be able to do yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's lots of ways that people can contribute, certainly individually. People can contribute directly. You know, there's on, on our website, you can go and there's ways to give, um, you know, to do philanthropic donations, which are 100% tax deductible, by the way. Um, so you can identify, you know, a disease that particularly has affected your family and donate to the research being done in that. Um, but there are so many different events, you know, around the city, around the state where you can contribute, um, you know, to cancer research. And I think, you know, the beauty of contributing to, you know, the Seidman Cancer Center, you know, you will directly, all those dollars go 100% to cancer research. You can pick the type of research you want to support, and then you'll get a, you know, a stewardship report that'll tell you just how you made an impact. So, I mean, it's, awesome. it's so appreciative. The other thing that I'll say, which is really amazing, is when you look at dollars that have been donated into uh, our cancer center, their return on investment is really high. And what I mean by that is you give, if I give you, you know, $100 to do research, the doctors and scientists here usually get enough data where they apply for additional grants and they get three times as much back from the federal government, from foundations, just based on the work that they did because of the, of the donations that were kind of prime in the pump. So it's a virtuous cycle, you know, that yeah. if you donate, not only do you feel good about it, but then, you know, more, more money comes in. So again, that's that flywheel they keep spinning. Dr. Technos, thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. Guys, thank you Great for the time and go Browns. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, Browns fans, Avocados from Peru will be at the Avon Meyer location 1-3 to three on Friday, September 15th. That can't possibly be right since we are long past that. Um, what is our date? What do we got this weekend? We're the 29th. Are we at Avon? Where are we? I don't know. Is the mic on? I think the mic's that's on. That's just not right. That, no, that's not right, Uno. I know that's not right. We're not at we're not at any Meyer. We're not at no any Meyer. So we're, we're at none. Sure. All right, so there you go. Either way, probably the best way to save this is to give it to Juan Thornhill. He spoke to the media. Let's have a listen. Hey, Juan. I know you had huge expectations for this defense. Is this – is how it's playing out what you envisioned? Oh, yeah, definitely, you know. Like, I've been talking about it since I first got here. Like, I see the pieces each and every day, just seeing the talent that we have. And it's finally, like, coming together, and the world is starting to see it. Like, um, guys are making a lot of plays, and, and everyone is starting to recognize what we're really capable of. You know, you guys have been on the field for so few plays. 
every week. Um, just how different is that? Like how different does it feel? Does your body feel better the next day? And how important is that to the overall success, getting the ball back to your offense as quickly as you guys do? I mean, it's great. Honestly, when you're not playing a lot of snaps, that means you're getting three and outs, making them punt the football. And it definitely helps on your body. Like you're playing, let's say, 50 plays a game and you're not having to make as many tackles. So um, you're more fresh going into the next week. Um, but also when you can play less plays, that means the offense has more opportunities to make plays and that allows us to get more points up, up on the board. Hey Juan, um, I know you you know you guys have just not even probably really gotten into the Baltimore preparation, but you know you've you've seen Lamar a number of times before in your career. What what's the challenge that you, especially in the, in the back end of the defense, have to worry about when you're facing a guy like that? And and off of that, you guys play with this aggression you talk about. How much is there a balance between aggr playing aggressive? And playing smart where, you know, a guy like Lamar can, you know, kind of capitalize on if you're too aggressive. I mean, if you got a quarterback that can that can throw the ball and run it, it's always going to make it a lot more difficult on the defense. Um, most teams, when they have a quarterback like that, they tend to slow down a little bit. But our goal is to not slow down, just to keep keep playing as fast as we, we've we been playing. But for the secondary, um, that might just add one thing to, to us that we have to, like, you know, look for is that that QB run game. So um, we're excited for the challenge, and I, th I think we'll be ready for it. I uh, you know uh, one coach was telling us that uh, that he delivered a game ball to Nick Chubb. So just wondering, you know, from you, how cool was it for you guys to to go out and win that first game uh, without Nick Chubb, that first full game without Nick. And then how, how cool was it for you guys to be able to, or for coach to be able to give him the, the game ball and show appreciation like that? You know, like a lot of people was probably like, they were really bummed about losing Nick. And, um, you know, is the natural thing to do is to like panic a little bit. Cause you know, Nick, he's a big part of this team. Like our offense, they relied on him big time um, and not having him. It's just like, you have like some questions sometimes, but it was great being able to get out there and get a win for Nick. Um, we're still praying for him. Hopefully, hopefully he recovers well. Um, but it was pretty cool that Coach actually kept Nick in his thoughts and gave him that game ball. And real quick, too, um, now that you've gotten a chance to see Miles Garrett, you know, a front row seat to what Miles is all about, uh, what what are your thoughts on just what he's all about? I mean, everyone knows about Nick. Like, when I was in Kansas City, I knew a little bit about him. I didn't watch him too much, but every single time I turn on like a clip, he's he's on there some kind of way making a play. But now that I'm playing next to him, just like being able to watch him work each and every day is is incredible. Like he's so much better than what I thought. And that's that's crazy to say. Um, like teams are trying to scheme to like to block him. If you got two or three guys trying to block one guy. And he's still beating it. Like, I don't really know what you can do to to stop a guy like him. Um, but I just hope that Nick keep I mean that um Miles just keep it going, you know. Uh hopefully he can get four sacks next time instead of three and a half. Hey Juan, I mean, you guys in the secondary have had, you know, your share of injuries already. You had to miss the first game. Greg's obviously been out, but it it just seems like the guys coming in that you're not really skipping a beat. I guess what's what's allowed you guys to still have success even with key players, you know, battling injuries here early. You know, um, with me, I feel like everyone's a starter. Like you might not be the one that's starting the game, but 
everyone is literally one or two plays away. If you're dressed out, one guy can go down. You have to be able to step in and, and make a play that that that, that first guy would make. Um, but I think that Coach Coach Schwartz, he just helps us out with that big time. You know, he pushes us each and every day, and he holds everyone accountable the same the same exact way. You know, even if you're a, a third corner or a third safety, he expects you to get in there and know what you're doing and do it to a high level. And what do you think, like, I mean, you're one of the new guys, obviously, on this defense, and there's a handful of you. What's, like, allowed you guys to gel really well as a defense? And, I mean, it just seems like everyone's bought into Jim Schwartz's philosophies here. What's allowed that? I mean, it's hard not to buy in, you know? Like, if you're a part of a defense that's not really successful, not making any plays, you, you start questioning some things. But uh, with this defense that we're in, obviously it's showing that a, guys are making a lot of plays, so you're, it's easy to buy in. Um, you just got to keep playing, con- like, every, each and every week, like, for the guy next to you. Yeah, Juan, uh, what has made you guys so successful on third downs? I don't think I've ever seen a defense allow opponents to convert less than 20% on third down. Um. It's simple, honestly. Like uh, we talk, like we meet as a as a a unit, like discussing third downs, finding ways we can get off the field because that's that's the money down. That's what we talk about each and every week, um, and we we hold ourselves to a high standard. Like each and every day, like um, we talk about not giving up a catch, like on third down, or giving up a, a first down or something like that. So um, literally just holding ourselves accountable, working hard at it at practice. That's pretty much all it all it is. And one of the key moments in yesterday's game really seemed to be after the turnover, that first red zone series that you guys had to defend, and then you pushed them back nine yards and and forced a field goal. Just take, if you could, just, you know, that sequence, how important was that? And what did that tell you uh, about you guys as a defense there when you're put in such a tough spot like that? You know, like, we always want points from our offense, but you never know. Like it's football. You could turn the football over, but we really don't care about what the offense do. Honestly, um, you just got to attack it. Like I don't care if the ball's at the one yard line, you got to go out there just trying to eliminate points any way possible. So that's what we did. We just went out there and attacked it and, and the ball somehow just, they lost nine yards, you know, just playing hard and, and getting in the backfield. Hey, Juan, there's quite a few new guys on this defense. You, Dalvin, a bunch of others. Are you surprised at all that you guys have come together so quickly? Oh, no, not at all. Like, I mean, we've been here multiple hours together, you know, um, OTAs. I mean, it was a little slow when we when we first came together just because we have to learn the defense. Got to know your teammates. But I feel like we've been doing a really good job, like hanging out outside the facility. That's that's what's allowing us to play so much better because we know our teammate. It just makes you want to play. Uh, better for the guy next to you when he's basically your brother and not just a teammate. Hey, Juan, kind of off of that one uh, with those new guys, you guys have said you bought into Jim Schwartz and the scheme and what he wants you guys to do, but about your specific skill sets, is there something that stands out to you is this is what complements each other so well on each level of the defense? It seems like there's a lot of things working well from the defensive line to the linebackers, corners and safeties. What stands out to you about that? You know, with some coaches, they basically just have their scheme and then they just stick to what they do. But with Coach Schwartz is what I learned is that he he calls plays to basically in our favor. Like, if, for example, if I'm a really good cover guy, he's going to put me in situations where I'm going to cover. Like, if you look at Grant, he's really good at working in the box. So he's going to find a way to put Grant down in the box. He's putting us in the right positions to make plays. Hey, Juan, everyone's talking about that um, 
that end of the half play that Miles made, obviously with the sack and then sending the Titans away with no points. But the play before that was you out in the flat making that tackle. How big was that um, making that first big play as a Cleveland Brown in Cleveland Brown Stadium? How'd that feel for you? I mean, it was nice, honestly. Like, I didn't really think too much about it. Like, I was just trying to do my job, and the ball just came my way, and I made a tackle, and I just heard the crowd go crazy. So, I mean, I just had to celebrate with it and bring a little bit of swag. Um, but it definitely did, like, feel good to finally, like, make a play um, and the fans be able to cheer for you. Like, that's pretty much all I can say about that. Hey, Juan, I got two real quick ones. What Of all the good stats that the defense has put together, do you have a favorite, and what is it? Um, my favorite is obviously points, you know, not, not giving the offense the opportunity to step in it in the end zone is, is huge. And then when you see miles go back and forth and the two tight ends follow him, and then they got to burn that timeout. Like, what are you thinking when you're watching that? I mean, the guys freak, and, you know, like if you have to have two guys protect them, like I said, like, it's hard to stop it. Like he's just, I mean, his IQ is at another level. Cause I never would have thought about doing something like that. And I don't, I thought it was something that was called in the defense, but I guess it wasn't. He was just saying that they were just trying to double team and he just kept running back and forth just to play games. And I'm starting to see this. That's something that Miles like to do because like the past, uh, I think the last home game he was doing the like the basketball crossover. So I think he just one of those guys to like he likes to get in there and just have fun with it at the same time. Hey, Browns fans, Express Beer presented by Bud Light brings the same facial authenticity authentication technology using express access to beer purchases in the stadium dedicated express beer stands are the fastest way to get a beer in cleveland brown stadium if you're 21 or over go to brown go to the tickets tab in the browns mobile app to learn more on that we'll go around the nfl coming up next you listen to cleveland browns daily brought to you by bally bet sports spreading part of your cleveland browns on 850 espn cleveland Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And does your furry friend have what it takes to beat out the competition? Enter the Dog Race Sweepstakes presented by Milkbone for your chance to have your pup compete in the annual halftime dog races. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash contest to enter or check out more from Milkbone at your local grocery or pet supply store. Broadcasting live at UH main campus in the main atrium here crucial catch is coming up uh this week for us and around the league as we go around the nfl and the ncaa as well Uh, mike williams out for the season the injuries continue to stack for the chargers yeah it's tough for them but again offense was great last week he had like 26 in fantasy he was a monster Offense isn't their issue. No. They're going to score. The question is, can they stop anybody with their defensive-minded head coach and get wins? Now, they got a tipped ball, and you talked about something kind of incomprehensible there with the Minnesota Vikings to get a dub, but it's a loss. But they were already, it felt like, drafting for it, right? You draft a receiver in the first yeah. round. You still have Josh Palmer. You get Eckler back, who's really a de facto receiver in their offense, uh, and I think they'll be fine. But, yeah, that's a tough – anytime you lose somebody like that because he was the one guy. Now, I guess this is what Quentin Johnson will be because he's, what, 6'2", 6'3". He was their big throw-it-up 50-50 ball guy. Keenan Allen's yeah. just a su- sublime route runner. So they won't have that, but hopefully they'll be able to get that from, from the rookie that they drafted. When you draft a guy in the first round, that's succession planning on some level. Yeah, you got to go. He was supposed to take over for either Allen or Mike Williams at some point in the future, and, well, the time is now. Certainly is. Uh, Derek Carr hurt his shoulder in the Saints' 18-17 loss to the Packers, considered week-to-week, not day-to-day. So they may have to ride with Jameis this week. Jameis against the Bucks. 
Come on. Oh, that's right. That's, that's the it, game. That's what it would be this week, yeah. Man, I hate the NFC South. Ugh, yeah. It's gross. There isn't one matchup that would oh. be a decent brand of football. No, no. Not one. It's bad across the board. I mean, the Bucks might actually be the best team in that division. I mean, it's not, not that good. unfortunate. No, they're not good. But th- that's not that big of a stretch. No. Especially if Carr goes down. Yes. And they haven't been lights out anyway. But, I mean, without Carr, yeah, it, it might just be might just be the Bucks. Uh Josh McDaniels, this is this is amazing. So, folks, if you missed this, the Raiders are down eight with 2.22 to go. But he back it up even before that. They kick a field goal probably with three and a half to go. Yeah. Get a rough uh, – Illegal leverage, whatever. Yep. 15 yards, get a first down. Yep. Take it. They take, take the points off and go. And take the, which means at this point. Okay, let's go. We're going for a touchdown. So, folks, they were down eight. Yeah. With, to Z's point, with three and something to go, they make it. We cut it to five. Would have then kicked to the Steelers with three and change. Right. Instead, they accept the penalty. Which Smart they thing should, to do. Of course. Take right. the 15 yards. Let's go get the touchdown. So, they end up kicking a field goal down eight with 222 to go. And this is how Josh McDaniels described it. You're going to need another possession anyway. Mr. Zagura. What is mm-hmm. six plus two? Eight. Can you achieve that on one possession? Yes. By the way, I'm pretty sure it's the first time in NFL history a team kicked a field goal on fourth and five or less down eight inside of two and a half minutes to go. Why? Because everybody else was using their brains. I just don't know how. I think you almost have to go the other way. If you're him, you almost have to go the other way, and you almost have to say, I know what the numbers say. I prefer getting the three, kicking and banking on defense. And fl- I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You can't well, explain I would say, it away. You still need a touchdown. You still need a touchdown. You yeah, still need no, a touchdown. No, there's no... Ugh. You There's know no what? It, it reminds me of that of the great quote from the fine movie Wedding Crashers, which I used on my wife the other day when they said, you know, they say we only use 10% of our brains. <laughs> I think we only use 10% of our hearts. You dropped that Josh on McDaniels was only using 10% of his brain on that one. You dropped that on Miss K. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she loved it. Yeah. Did she know the reference? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's seen it enough to know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Speaking of crazy, and you certainly know this by now, Notre Dame played the last two possession, last two plays of the final possession against Ohio State with just 10 players on defense. Uh, Marcus Freeman tried to explain it away on Saturday night. Um, he, he continued to try to explain it away on Monday. I believe, this is what I believe. I believe that they did not realize they were playing with 10 players That's and he's right. trying to cover it up. That's right. I don't think there's any other – there's no way that he would do what he said because he would know that you could sub a guy in. Once they sub a guy out, you could sub a guy in. Everybody knows that. That's pretty – he would have a 1,000 coaches who would know that on his staff. There would be no reason not to, not to do that. So I think he's trying to cover for the fact that they did not notice they only had 10 players. Of course in. they didn't notice. And I don't – It didn't. you didn't even see a player gesturing? Like, no, there you was saw none of it. It was like mm-hmm. as if nobody was aware of what was going on. They were out of timeouts? Yes, Notre Dame. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, even yeah. in a worst-case scenario right there, you've got to – somebody jump offside, like somebody on their – You're already – they're at the one. Right, so it's what a half yard. What difference is a half yard? Like, right. go get the – Get your right defensive end. Typically, in the game. if you're stopping somebody at a one-yard play, you're stopping them at or behind the line of scrimmage. So if you do that at a half-yard play, it's going to be yeah. the same result. Now, it probably lends itself to a sneak, and the yard could do that also. But 
you gotta you can't play those plays without a defensive lineman. No, right where they run the ball. Kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. By the way, they did a heck of a job because it wasn't like he. Wa- it should have been a waltz in to the end difference. Zone. It was a half yard difference. Like yeah. if 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 they have the DN, they win the game because it's a half yes. yard is what allows for Ohio State to have an entirely different week this week than the one that they would have had. Oh, yes. um, Oregon absolutely hammered Colorado. You could see this one coming, maybe not to the point of 42-6, to six, but the number on this was 21-and-a-half. So it wasn't like anybody thought Colorado was going up to Oregon to win this game. Um, Colorado does not have the depth or talent on the two lines of scrimmage. They were without Travis Hunter, who's – you know, going to be a first-round pick in a couple of years from a draft standpoint. Um, in here it says, finally humbled Deion Sanders. He doesn't need to be humbled. I don't want him humbled. I want him chesty. I think College he- football, by the way, is better when he's chesty. It's better when all these coaches are chesty. It's better when Ryan Day is taking shots at Lou Holtz. Um, oh, yeah. it, it, it's better. I was just thinking about this. There, I was When I was down in Tallahassee, um, the athletic director of Florida State, after Steve Spurrier made some accus- accusation against Bobby Bowden, called a press conference and said, quote, I think maybe somebody ought to spank him, put him to bed, and hope he wakes up grown up the next day. That happens in college football. Yeah, good. I like it. It's better when it's that way. One last thing on this. Dan Lanning, the coach at Oregon, he's got a good team. Oregon's been a good program for 15 years. But to sit here and say that we don't play for clicks, dude, you coach at Oregon your entire program is built on clicks. Your entire program is built on 15,000 uniforms and Nike money. Their football facility is called the Death Star. They're basically bankrolled by one billionaire booster entirely, Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. Everything you've done has been look at us, and now you're acting like what he's doing is a bridge too far? Pot, kettle, bud. A hundred percent. And I think he knew exactly what he was doing. Of that course was he a, did. But this like is, when is there going to be a biggest, bigger spotlight of on course. us? When there's going to be a bigger spotlight on me, I'm going to make but my this big notion speech. that this is not what Oregon is, Oregon built a national caliber program off of this. It's 2023. The fact Jeez. that we expect people to tell the truth and not play characters in every realm, whether oh, it's politics to coaching. Come on. Come of on. course that's what he's doing. He's playing character. Mr. Gibby. One last thing before we go to break. From Darren Ravel. All right. NIL, starting to see some fun things. Yep. The greatest NIL deal ever. I know where we're going. The Iowa Pork Producers Association. Yep. Have you seen this? You no, seen this? I haven't seen oh, this. Oh, my goodness. Has signed the following Iowa State football players. All right. Just do their last names. All right. Miles Purchase. Okay. Tyler Moore. <laughs> Tommy Hammon. <laughs> H-A-M-A-N-N. And Caleb Bacon. <laughs> Purchase more Hammond and Bacon. It's a whole campaign going out through the state. Gee, good job of them. It's like drink more Ovaltine. That is, that's really, really good. That's a good job out of them. Very, very good. You saw the uh, the tight end at Ohio State. Um, Cade. Uh, I saw his block. Oh, God. His the chip. annihilation. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, he, he's got, uh, he, he, when they asked him what he wanted for NAL, he said, I want a tractor. He's got a family farm. So they're getting him a there's, I think want to say it's a John Deere. He's getting that a John is that, Deere. Is that Tyvus? I love it. Yeah. No, that's not Tyvus. From that group? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. Or could it be? Yes, 1870. Could it be, could it be it that, that collective? They could be the in-between on that. Yes. Um, exactly. All right, we'll do a little higher or lower coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Valley Bet, sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Hold up. Yep. Yeah. Hey. by Plus giving you the chance to win tickets to home games all season while providing the best deals for your pet. At over 75-plus locations in Ohio, enter win tickets at clevelandbrowns.com slash petsuppliesplus and receive a coupon to use at your local Pet Supplies Plus with your entry. Pet Supplies Plus, proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Say that fast. Pet Supplies Plus, proud partner. Pet Supplies Plus. Uh, Pet Supplies Plus, gotcha. proud partner, because I want to get to that. Pet Supplies Plus, proud partner of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I knew it'd I get said you it the first time. First time. I read it the first time earlier this week, and obviously it was yesterday, and I did the same so, thing. Yeah. Pet it's Supplies Plus, proud lot, partner. A lot, lot of P's there. Well, um, also twinkle in the eye, you know, that throws you off your game a little bit. Over it happens. It. You get a little twinkle. Yep. You never know. A little twinkle. Uh, time for a little higher, lower percentage by Keep It Fun Ohio from the Ohio Lottery. Hello, Gibby. Hi, gentlemen. Hello. A little higher or lower this week, week three. Are we still 12? Uh, Pete Prisco. All right. It's Prisco. Where's he got the Jags? One? I don't know. We haven't gotten that far yet. He loves Jacksonville. Big Jacks guy. All right. He'd take Tony Baselli over the great Hoff. Come on. Uh, This is Pete Prisco's power rankings. Week four. First up, your Cleveland Browns come in at number 12. Uh, they are up five spots, so they redeem themselves. He still ha- he's got the squealers ahead of us at number eleven. Well, we lost. To we them. lost to them. Yeah, so okay, fine. fine. I mean, but he's got. Uh, all right, I don't have the full access to this. Me neither. Here, we don't but here's here's what go. I would tell you. Here we go. The Green Bay Packers are not better. Oh my God, than seven. We are. They are not in any way better than we are. This is a gentleman who simply is not watching the games. I think we're better than Detroit too. By the um, way, if we're behind the Steelers because they beat us, that's the only reason we could possibly be behind sure. them. Then there's the Ravens can't be eight and the Colts fourteen. Also true. Yeah. So would, he's basing it on the overall what he thinks. Yeah, well, the Packers it, shouldn't be. Well, then, it's not then, a week to Ravens should be eight. Then eight. why raise us yeah. five spots? We've Listen, already put this gentleman on trial and, once. I'd and be fine doing it. Smoked him. He put him on trial and we smoked he, him. He bailed pretty quickly. So the Ravens lose. To the Colts in overtime, he drops them three spots. How does he get the Dolphins four? He's at the Lions ten. All right. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. I, I can't help Pete. Good. All right. No, I don't. can't help him. Next. I just can't help him. That's ridiculous. Or lower. Number one, 49ers. Number two, Fine. Eagles. No. Number three, no. Chiefs. No. Number four, Dolphins. No. Higher, lower, just right. Dolphins have to be one or two. I'm going to say something out loud, and let's just all pretend like we're friends for a second. You can, like you can make a straightforward argument. Fact. You can make a straight look at the nation. Baco Nation. Look at the nation. I mean, good do, Lord. What? Do, do. Greatness. Do, Greatness is in the building do, on a regular basis do, with Baco. Um, listen, you can make a straightforward argument that the Dolphins should be number one. Yes. You can make an argument that they're the most impressive team in football. I think there are only two teams you can make the argument are there, number one right I agree right with now. I don't have any problem. I know which two you're going to go. I think they're the correct two. Yep. Um, but if you're trying to do something fluid, then I think you put the Dolphins at one and yep. you sleep well at night. Nothing wrong with that. We are friends. Next. Yeah, that's right. Higher or lower? We've already talked about the Packers at number seven. I don't uh, understand that. The, the Bills are have fine. Not, has he not watched the games? Like, I mean, they uh, lost to a so they bad beat Falcons the Bears, team. Who right. are maybe the worst team in the history of football. They lost in Atlanta. Yes. And it took basically a miracle to win at home against the Saints without Carr for the, for the second, th- third of the game. The week before, barely beat the Panthers. I just don't understand that. What have you seen from Green Bay to have up seven? Like he's saying that right now, if, if Green Bay played 
the Browns. He would wager his existence on this planet on Green Bay. No I don't way. Understand it. Nobody would do that. So the Packers are. We seven. would be favored over the Brown, the Packers right now. Yes. Yeah. The Ravens are eight. We're going to be favored. Wow. By the way, we've got what fourteen games left. We're going to be favored. I think in eleven of the final fourteen. Yeah, I was looking at it. I, th- I agree with you. I think we'll you be, don't know what's going to happen with Cincinnati. At the I think end. we'll be a slight dog to the Niners at home. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. Maybe very slight. Very slight. I think we'll be a dog to the Ravens on the road. Fair. And then depending on what's going on with the Bengals, we could be a dog to the Bengals on the road. Yep. I think you have that. Maybe Seattle on the road, maybe. Well, that's where I was going next. See how it looks. He's got the Seahawks at nine. Uh, This is – I like the Seahawks. I I think Seahawks – I think the Seahawks are all right. Higher, lower, just right. I would take the Lions over them. And I would take us over. I do think – and we'll get a chance to prove that. So – of this group of teams. They should be in the top 12. Still. From 12, from 7. To, first of all, I don't think the Packers should be in this group of teams. No. I think the Ravens, Seahawks, Lions, unfortunately, just the 2-1 and one and they just their Come mystical on. powers. Um, us and the Steelers, like the, that's your list of teams. Um, and if you want to throw that around, I think our ceiling's clearly the highest that. I think Detroit's ceiling with Jamison Williams is really high, too. Um, but the notion that I just don't understand the the Packers part of this. Um, no. I do like the Seahawks though. They got, they got a lot of weapons, good defense, the truth good run is, game. Because of the loss of Aaron Rodgers, that takes the Jets out of it. And some teams, Jacks, like where does he? He always had Jags way down. Like that's a joke. Come on. I know he the has point. the Jags at twenty, the Chargers at twenty-two, the Bengals the Chargers are, at are at twenty-two. So what he's saying is that if the Chargers played the Texans, who he has nineteen. He's, t- he's rolling the dice on C.J. I love C.J. He's been great, but, like, come on. He's got him. I mean, uh, Pete, Peter, we gotta get Petros, him on the Petros. The, the Patriots at 20. They won one game. They beat a team with no quarterback. Patriots and he, all of a sudden he puts them at 20, up four yeah, spots. They're, they're Giants are great. In it's, the words of Bootsy, they're horrible. Meanwhile, the Cardinals win a game. Does he really believe that they're the 26th best team? Hold on. He also was saying – if the Vikings were to play the Jets today, he's taking the Jets. Come on. <laughs> Where does he have the Vikings? 29. 29. Oh, gosh. That's almost personal. You can't just do records here. Like, they've lost three one-score games. I would take the Vikings over every single team that is ahead of them, probably all the way to the – I think they're better than the Titans. He does do it basically by rankings with the exception of the Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs. So he it's 3 0 3 and then it's all the 2-1 yeah. and one teams. And all the 1-2s. And, 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 yeah. and then all the 0 It's almost like he grouped them that way. It's just, it, I don't. But like, are you, yeesh. So here's what's crazy. So he's got, so these two teams play this week: Broncos at Bears. Yeah, that's it's gonna this be a ticket for two dollars and eleven cents. Yeah, and stuff. Um, that's and a, that's a Sunday one o'clock. Yeah. Okay. That that you may have like a Bears sit out protest. I could see fans being like, you know what, we're good. Enjoy yourselves. We've had enough. If you're going to see the Bears win, though, I feel like this is a pretty good chance. Do you think that Sean Payton, like, will this be like a, do you remember like when Joe Gibbs came back and he just didn't have it? Now, I think they won a a little bit. He went back with Washington. Yeah, Washington, yeah. But like in the 2000s, like it didn't go terribly. But like, does Sean Payton just like, is he just like, this isn't worth it? What am I doing? I he's got know. all the money. They, they got all the. They're giving I mean, him so Denver much. Denver gave up draft picks for this guy. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. making like eighteen million bucks a year. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. They got a lot of money invested in him and Russ, who it feels like Do not. their best years are behind him. Russ actually hasn't even been terrible. No, but he's not an elevator anymore. And their D is Russ. Terrible. Russ would actually probably be decent in Atlanta. Russ would be fine on Atlanta. Like if you just, yes. you know, throw it here and he'd be fine. That's it. He'd actually, be fine he'd, be, he'd, be, he'd be great for Atlanta. Yeah. And I, but I wonder, we were talking about that with Cousins, with Stafford, and with Russ. I, Cousins is very movable. Um, I don't know if Russ is. Oh, Stafford, so. Stafford's very hard to move. I yes. know that. Yeah. I remember our guy Albright saying that, that Russ was a tough was a contract they could get out of after this season. After. So maybe he's more movable than I think. Well, then they'd have to eat money. Yeah. Which they may feel like they There's a lot be. of bad ball in this league. Yeah. That's, I, I that's mean, the reality. There's, there's a lot of bad like ball. There's like maybe yeah. 10 teams right now. Yeah. And then there's everybody else. Yeah, there's no question. All right, so much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, it's been a lot of fun out here at UH at the main atrium, at the main campus, uh, broadcasting Crucial Catch Month starts yep. for us. It's all next month in October, but our Crucial Catch game will be this Sunday against the Ravens. Tomorrow on the program, we will turn our attention to the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, baby. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta you got to have a big mountain to climb. And that's well, what I think the Browns will have. Two mountains. Sometimes you got a big mountain to climb last week. And you did it. And you and did it. And a second equally big mountain coming this week. Yes. You scale the first one. Right. Do it again. Do it again. And then pure joy. Because you don't want to play favorites. Pure joy, baby. Pure joy. Pure joy pure that follows. That's joy. the way that, that goes. Let's be at the top of the mountains. The mountaintop, baby. One on each and staring back and forth. That's One right. great accomplishment stares at another. I see you. I love you it. You see me. We're a happy family <laughs> with the get. We thank everybody here at UH. And, and Uno Dr. Techno, it's always great to see him. He is. Uh, he's an all-time guy. Great guy. He really hey, is. Love that guy. I, I got to thank Tom, our, our IT guru. Yep. He, great job, Tom. He's got us all figured out now. He got and us on the air. Yes. Yeah, last year we couldn't get on airs. So that was less than ideal. No, this is better. So it's better to we've be done, on the We've air. done yeah. really well. That's right. Um, it sounds we like you didn't do anything, up. but nevertheless. I did nothing. Absolutely nothing. I went and bought Perfect. waters for you. You did. You did. Mean, Thank I, you. I look forward to drinking <laughs> and I had on the it. way home. Thank I had so I had I actually uh, the next level is coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily 850 SP You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.